Cinnabuds receive support from Associated Bank and Eyes on the Lake, I Care and I Wear. Cinnabuds, Cinnabuds, two buddies, buddies talking about cinema. Hello, everybody. I'm Christopher Pollard from Milwaukee Film. From Radio Milwaukee, I'm Dory Zori. And this, of course, is Cinnabuds. And this week on Cinnabuds, we have a double feature. Ooh, we are talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, and... And The Last Voyage of the Demeter. Let's just say this. Sometimes we get our scheduling mixed up. So I saw Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I saw The Last Voyage of the Demeter by default when I missed the <laughs> showing of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Thank you for taking the blame on I that I happily, one. happily take it. All right. So we'll start with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. The film follows the Turtle Brothers. I love the Turtle Brothers. Uh, from beginning <laughs> origin, fast forwarding to 15 years as actual teenagers. Hey guys, if we weren't monsters that were shunned by society and we could do what we wanted, what would you guys do? Go to high school. Maybe get a girlfriend. Can you imagine that? Not likely. This is insane. Turtle mutant karate teens. I want to know everything about you. Our dad is definitely not a giant rat. That makes me feel like he's a rat. Christopher, were you a fan of Ninja Turtles? Yeah, my cousin got me into them, the comic, which is a very dark, mm-hmm. black and white, you think it'd be very colorful, dark, black and white comic, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And then it wasn't until like, I'd say, I don't know, five, 10 years later that that cartoons and movies started coming out. Well, I think you're going to like this movie when you do have a chance to go see it. Yes. Um, animation wise, as you probably know, it's very comic book like. In fact, Maybe you were this kid in class that was doodling and sketching. The animation is very stylistic like that, like exaggerated features or like action has like lines that kind of go off the page. Like uh, Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse, those kind of things. Yeah, it was very cool like that as far as not being typical animation, but also very different than the Spider-Man animation. In fact, some of it was all computer generated, but sometimes it looked like the turtles were claymation. I noticed that. Which was so cool. That looked really, really great, and I'm excited to see that one. So we will dig into a little bit more about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem in the full podcast, but give us a quick overview of your film that you watched this week. My wife really wanted to see it, and I was mildly hesitant, (laughs) but it's called The Last Voyage of the Demeter, and it is a horror film. It takes one chapter from Bram Stoker's Dracula, which is when they uh, sail from Carpathia, to England and they unknowingly have Dracula on board. So it's the whole movie is that voyage and what happens during it. So it's, I do love the idea of taking just a section of a classic and like building building on it. So you're calling Dracula an invasive species? He, in this situation, <laughs> very, very much. Um, so it is a horror movie. It uh, has great production value. Like it, the costumes, the boat itself is great. Ooh. The scenery and everything is really, really nice. I actually did not dislike this movie. I thought I was going to. I was ready to. And I think that's how you got to go into it. And I also really like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I think this is a movie that is great for kids and adults. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in the full podcast. Absolutely. So stick around. We'll be right back. April showers bring May flowers, potholes, and 
and flat tires. If you've been saving up for a rainy day, those days are here. If you're in need of a more reliable ride, donate your old one to Radio Milwaukee. Did you know? A single vehicle donation can be almost three times as valuable as a single cash donation. Think of it as a financial super bloom for this public radio station. Learn more by going to RadioMilwaukee.org slash cars. Okay. Mm. Here we go. Double feature. All right. So getting into Teenage Mutant Ninja yeah. Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. The story, Christopher, is really as old as time. You know that story. Tech executive, oh, Cynthia Ultram sends... <laughs> A squad to hunt down a scientist. We've all been there. That's so lonely. He just wants to create his mutant animal friends to keep him company. I do get that. Mm -hmm. I get that. That feels right. And you know, those soldiers break in. The serum slash ooze goes everywhere, including into the sewer. It's hard to manage all that ooze. Yeah. 15 years later... The story picks up with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles literally as teenagers. But the one thing I want to go back to, um, Baxter Stockman, the guy who developed the serum, Mm -hmm. was trying to turn a housefly into his first best friend. Wait a minute. Yeah. Can we unpack that for a second? Yeah. Yeah. I find houseflies very annoying in life. Why would you want to mutate that and then have it be your best bud? No, turtle I get. Like squirrel would be great. A rabbit. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just because he's so small. Because it's so small, it's the easiest thing. Or Maybe. did he was was he like oh, I love flies? I, I unclear. Yeah, okay. unclear. <laughs> yeah. That does seem like a mm-hmm. uh, a terrible best animal friend. Yeah, I get to see this movie with my friends, the Shadies, and their two children, West and Gray. I sat in the middle of them, which was really fun to see oh, a kids great. movie with actual children for once, yeah. instead of being like an adult sitting by myself. <laughs> um, but this movie definitely had a lot of fun things. Like when you get to see it as a fan of yeah. the Ninja Turtles um, comics and the animation, you're going to like it. There were a lot of Easter eggs. There are a lot of references to um, old stories and plots. Like oh, there good. are. That's great. But also like the music from Trent Reznor and Atticus. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. There's a lot of hip hop. Yeah. There was, um, do you know the reference of, so there was like a signature song to What's Going On from Four Non Blondes? Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you, <laughs> do you know a version of that that's associated with He-Man? No. Okay. Oh, this is all exciting. This Look is all it up. wonderful teases. I know it was, I don't know, directed, but it was from uh, Seth Rogen's company. Yeah. And he voices one of the people in it, too. And that was my feeling going into it is like, if he's doing it, he's probably like a super fan of this kind of thing. So he's going to do something fun with it. He absolutely did. He wrote it with his writing partner. They did Pineapple Express and Superbad. Um, But that team, I think, is doing some really super fun things. So him being able to write this from a fan's point of view, I think you will totally get that when you see it and appreciate. Uh, Seth Rogen, yeah, his... He one of the things Seth also wanted to do with this film, Christopher, is, you know, when you do animated films, voice actors usually come in in their solo space and record stuff. He wanted to make sure that um, actors were together in the same. Oh, that is interesting. I'm surprised people don't do that more. That seems to make so much sense. You get to interact. Right. Especially with four 
teenage boys yeah. <laughs> that are supposed to be like having all this. Yeah. I mean, the original Ninja Turtles too, right? They're kind of quick witted and yeah, yeah. punchy. So all four of these voice actors were in the room together playing off each other. There was a lot of improv and you really f- sensed oh, that really when you good. watched the film. See, that makes sense. I've always thought, cause I've never, well, that's not totally true. I was about to say, I never liked any of the turtle movies. The first ones I did, but only because at the time, the animatronics and stuff were Mm -hmm. really cool for that time. Going back, not so much. Like, it's not fun anymore. So, like, I feel like none of the ones they've done, and they've done several, have not really held up for me. Or even at the offshoot. So, but this one, I had, I was like, oh, I have so much more faith in this. Mm -hmm. And I was really worried it was going to be like Pinocchio when we talk about Pinocchio. (laughs) Which one? seems like, all of them. Because it (laughs) seems like something I should love. Like the mm-hmm. idea, the story, all the magic, but I've rarely seen one. I'm not counting the first Disney one because it's been too long since I've seen it. Right. I rarely see one where I'm like, I'm very happy with it. Yeah. You know, it like, like looks cool or something. So I was worried that, like, I feel like I should like the Ninja Turtle movies, but I haven't seen one that I like yet. I mean, there is a theme of coming of age, feeling like you don't fit in. And so, I mean, the Turtles just really wanted to be regular kids that go to high school. You know, they've been living underground because humans are dangerous and humans are the enemy and humans always try to kill them. But I feel like it's, I mean, I was reading articles where Seth was saying, I wanted this to feel like a stand-by-me kind of movie, a coming of age. That's great. I don't know if that's a little bit of a stretch, but I felt that a little bit. And wondering as I was sitting next to Gray and West who are like six and a little bit younger, four, um, did that feel that way to them? I feel yeah. like they were connecting with that, you know, just wanting to belong story. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I always thought like you have to t- just take it, forget about all the other properties mm-hmm. and do a, do a different direction, do something a little different. So I'm, 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 I have high hopes for this one. But yeah, there's also, I do like the fact that he used actual teens Instead of like for the first time in the franchise ever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And also people like we're not familiar with, which I feel like when I was a kid, I could be wrong because maybe I just wasn't familiar with all the actors. I feel like when I was a kid, there weren't that many well-known voice actors in movies. Now, every movie is like A-list actors all throughout, Mm -hmm. which is fun. But it also kind of it's a little bit separates you from the story because you're oh I know that's Brad Pitt or I know that's you know Ellen DeGeneres it's I don't know why I chose those two people <laughs> Brad Pitt I don't know why I chose one for Brad Pitt and then I'm like let's be more realistic well because you were I mean <laughs> just keep swimming just keep yeah, swimming just keep right swimming. how can you watch um, Finding Dory and not think of Ellen but I'm the same way Christopher like as a musical person I pride myself in recognizing voices yeah. right away. I don't mean to. It just kind of happens. So I totally get what you're saying. And these Ninja Turtles sounded like teenagers. Yeah, and they great. drew them like teenagers, too. Like uh, one had glasses. The other one had braces. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which was kind of nice, too, That's just fun. to kind of keep you in that. These are still kids yeah. that just want to be accepted and and. Ultimately, um, whether or not they are, I guess you got to watch the movie. (laughs) On a completely side note, Mm -hmm. I pride myself, like you do with music, when I watch commercials and they have a voiceover, I have to get it before my wife does. I have to know who the person is. That just sounds competitive. 
It and is. I do it even when I'm alone. Don't. I'm like, I know who this is. Who is it? I'm going to get it before this commercial's over. I try to do that without picking up my phone. Like, that yeah. is Oh, my yeah, yeah. It's, right? it's cheating. Then you don't win. Then you lose. We all lose. It is cheating. <laughs> um, okay, so April O'Neil. Yeah. She, her character was awesome. It The animation of it and the style of it is totally different than what you, what I was thinking of April right. O'Neil from early cartoons. Christopher, you know who had the voice of April O'Neil in this movie, right? I happen to know that it is uh, Io Edabiri. Which people would know from The Bear. Oh, that's right. She was she Sid on The Bear. We just talked about it. I just started. Oh, I didn't tell you. I was telling somebody else. I just started watching The Bear this weekend. Ooh. So yeah, I do know her. She's pretty great. And then I also just recently learned she's Missy, voices Missy from Big Mouth too. Oh, wow. My mind's being blown left and right. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I don't want to give too many spoilers because you haven't seen this yet. So she was super great, but also voices Maya Rudolph, John Cena, oh. Rose Byrne, Jackie Chan, Ice Cube, Paul Rudd. Oh, yeah. I love that Jackie Chan is Splinter mm-hmm. and Ice Cube plays someone named Superfly. I'm and very excited about Can I this. tell you, they drew Splinter uh, he is like the rat version of uh, like the big Lebowski. They had him <laughs> yeah. in like a, tr- a cut off bathrobe that almost looked like <laughs> traditional like martial arts clothing. Yeah. And he is very disheveled because if you are raising four boys on your own in a sewer, yeah. you're not going to have every rat hair in you know place. What? That is a good realistic element to bring to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle franchise. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. Um, Also, one of the mutants that were on um, Superfly, the is it what if you're what what is it when you're bad protagonist antagonist antagonist the antagonist um, mutants. The oh, um, yeah. character who played Wingnut, which is the bat. Oh yeah, is um, Natasha from. What we do in the shadows. She plays oh, Nadja. Oh yeah, which she's I thought was so funny. She's so funny. Her voice is so great, and she played the bat. So oh, make that yeah. connection oh, for see. like yeah, a second. Yeah. There were so many reasons to smile during this movie. She's such a funny comedian. I've seen her in a uh, and on podcasts. I've seen her in stuff and heard her on podcasts, and she's amazing. Do you have any questions to ask me about yeah. the movie? You said the music was pretty great. Oh, you talked mm-hmm. about the music. That's exciting. Yeah. Different visual styles. No, I think I'm really excited to dig into it. Um, I mean, I I, I, I want to clarify earlier when I was saying I didn't like any. It's something I feel like I should like, but don't. Mm-hmm. It's just those movies. Like the characters, I think, are great. And I do think I enjoyed the cartoon when I was younger, too. And a little, this is a real admission because mm-hmm. I don't want to expose because everyone thinks of me. When you think of Christopher Pollard, you think, oh, he's so cool. He's like the Fonz. Yeah, duh. Uh, and I don't want to expose my ge- my geeky underbelly. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, uh, shocker. But I played a role-playing game or two when I was a teen. Mm. But it wasn't just Dungeons Dragons. You could play different ones. And one of them was based on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, where you could play... You could make a character that was some mutant version of like any animal. What? And for me, that was the most. I don't even remember actually playing the game. I just okay. remember making different characters. Because like the idea is just if you, and maybe this is a good question for Instagram. If you had to be a mutant animal. Yes. <laughs> which would you choose? 
that is wild that you just said that because my question for Instagram was very similar. Oh, really? I wanted to know which mutant Ninja Turtle everyone identifies oh, with the most, sure. but I also very much enjoy your question. So feel free Let's to both. answer both yeah, or yeah. either one. Oh my gosh. Instagram. Please. I mean, I would obviously choose a bear. Mm. I mean, I feel which like, kind of bear though? Oh, good call, good call, good call, good call. Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> obviously, you kind of want to go for a big, powerful one. That's too easy. But right. panda, everybody loves a panda, <gasps> and I want wow. to be beloved bear person. Nice. So I have a lot of thoughts. I don't know. We'll have to really dig into it. The first thing that pops to mind for me is a mutant butterfly. Because number one, oh, wow. I'm going to be a mutant, but I'm also still going to be beautiful, right? yeah. have beautiful wings. I've always, like if I could have any superpower and I have a lot of dreams, I know a lot of people do about flying. Oh, sure. So I'd still have the ability for flight. And I get to hang out with flowers and drink sweet nectar, which is kind of <laughs> what I do tasty. every day anyway. <laughs> You could also cheat a little bit and just be you, but with butterfly wings. There you go. Yeah. Oh, are you calling me a mutant already? No, I'm saying you want to keep that beautiful face. Oh, oh a face <laughs> for podcasts. Turn it around. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. So um, we will follow up with Christopher's opinion of this movie when he gets a chance to see it. Yeah. You guys have your questions. Find us on Instagram. Um, At Cinebuds Podcast. Okay. Now let's switch over to the movie you saw. Yeah. So I saw The Last Voyage of the Demeter, which, like I said, is just takes a chapter of... Bram Stoker's Dracula and makes a whole movie of it. And it's this boat voyage where they're taking a cargo. They don't know what it is. Mm. Don't doesn't really come up for a while. <laughs> and then, uh, unfortunately, Dracula is among them. This here is Clemens. He's a doctor. You dress like a learned man. University of Cambridge. I know my way around the boat. Our charter has agreed to pay a bonus for timely arrival in London. Let me show you the ship. This here is Huckleberry. We don't come with like this to give the use clear. Demeter is a fine boat, no doubt. Saw the trailer, and the trailer looked like the like I said, the production value looked really good. But it was kind of flying under the radar a little bit. And I was like, I don't know if this is one of those like straight to video. Then I saw it was in the theaters. And I was like, oh, interesting. And my wife really wanted to see it. And I was like, eh, maybe we'll see. Let's see Barbie instead. She haven't seen Barbie yet. <laughs> so anyway, we ended up seeing it uh, slightly by accident, as I mentioned, <laughs> but to her delight. And I was, I think, one, seeing it in the theater elevates it. So I liked it more than I thought I was going to like yeah. it. And it wasn't bad. Like it, I'm not saying this isn't a fantastic movie. Mm -hmm. I'll be honest. But it is also a lot better than I expected it to be. Was it super dramatic? and Like you yeah. said, kind of horror movie-ish? It's, 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 okay. it's, it's marketed and, and filmed as a horror movie. And it is. And it, it takes place on this boat. You have a crew of misfits and one like smart doctor character who's on there. And then all this stuff starts happening mm. and you start to discover what's going on. This film does not uh, shy away from getting darker than you'd imagine. Ooh. Like there's a child on board. There's animals on board. I was like, don't hurt those people. Uh, <laughs> and the animals I include in the people. <laughs> Sometimes before people. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. But it gets a little dark, but it's kind of like impressive. Like, okay, mm -hmm. you're going to go there. You're going to get kind of intense. The characters were good. It wasn't it, I, like I... 
shouldn't be going so forward in, I'm so surprised it wasn't terrible. Mm-hmm. But I that's kind of where I'm at. But again, I, I you know, out of a five, I think I give it a three. Okay, that's um, fair. Yeah, but it's, an, it's really, it's rare that I see a horror movie in the theater because I'm like, yeah, I'll wait until mm-hmm. I'm safe in a safe place. But I think this was- Where it, I can first boss of all, it and turn on the lights. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't super scary. Okay, be good, because I can't handle super scary. It's not as scary as you think. It's more of a thriller that has a supernatural mm-hmm. element. Um, there's violence in it, and there's gore. That's going to happen, of course. My biggest problem with the movie, and the thing I think would have taken it from being pretty good to de- really decent, was they show Dracula mm-hmm. too much. Mm, it would have sh- been interesting just to keep him more mysterious. Yeah, way more. Like they always say about horror movies, don't show the monster, at least not till the very end. Right. Because what we have in our imagination sometimes is way exactly. scarier. Yeah, that's the formula. That's, mm-hmm. I think, how you really get something good. But- I wonder what happened marketing-wise, because they put the Dracula, which doesn't look like a cool Dracula. It's more like a monster Dracula, right? Mm. And like they, cartoony monster, sort of? It's exaggerated. It means gross looking. It's mm. got big, like really long fangs. It's more of a bat creature. Oh, okay. It's, it's more of Nosferatu style, but you see big wings a lot, and you don't see it transform as much. It's not handsome. It's not a handsome Dracula. I prefer, I mean, call me shallow. <laughs> I prefer a handsome Dracula. I prefer my bloodsuckers good looking. <laughs> yeah. You know, they took the time. You know that vampire took the time right. before he left the house. Um, but yeah, they put it in the trailer, mm. which blew my mind. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you showed him full face, like not just like a peek. Oh, you full yeah. watched it in the trailer, which is like, you are re- either this is like a desperate attempt just to get like the, the monster crowd in. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I and then in the film, yeah, he just comes out too early. You see him too much. Yeah. And I think it would have been much better. You, there's a little bit at the end where you see him uh where in a different situation and that would have been really cool to have that have been either the reveal or just, you know, one of a couple times where you see him so fully. Mm, like ordering Starbucks or something once they get to land. Yeah, yeah. He's gets in line with everybody. Just like us. He's just a regular Joe. <laughs> You had mentioned in the beginning that this movie basically essentially took place on this ship. Yeah. Was it, um, do you have any inkling of, was this like a full on set? Was it a lot of CGI? The There were, to if my amateur eyes mm-hmm. saw at the beginning and a little bit at the end, some, some sets and possibly a location or two, uh, which I thought was really cool looking. And if not, great job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whoever made that, good job. The, on the sea and stuff, probably a lot of CGI, but it looked really good. Mm-hmm. That's why I was saying the production value of the whole movie seems solid. The costumes were cool, like the hair and makeup, the the landscapes and everything. The boat was great. Mm. Like, I don't know why I'm not like a nautical fella. Yeah. I have been described, however, while swimming as surprisingly aquatic. <laughs> Somebody used that exact phrase, and I will never forget it. <laughs> so it's the surprisingly part that you could really take either way. I know. Listen, I don't think anyone's going to come look at me and think I was on a swim team. However, I did enjoy that compliment. That's an aside. However, so yeah, the but despite not being uh, the most nautical man, I was really impressed by a period boat, like a yeah. historical boat, and it looked really cool. Was the film itself very dark as it was shot because it was in an old boat? So not yeah. a lot of good lighting. Yeah, there. no, for sure. I think the lighting was actually pretty cool. Uh, they also, I mean, they had a lot of daytime. 
because you got to have daytime to prepare for the nighttime oh, when yeah. you have a Dracula movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was nice because you could see everything clearly, you see the people clearly, and then the ocean. But then the, when it, nighttime came, appropriately dark. And actually, <clears throat> when they show the, like the belly of the ship, even in the daytime, you'll see like the sunbeam over there, but over here it's super dark. Which, so yeah, they did a great job with all that stuff. I love it. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I would say if you're a Dracula buff, if you're a vampire film person, mm-hmm. you'll really enjoy it. Wonderful. Yeah. All right, so that brings us to what else are you watching? And you briefly mentioned something in the beginning of this podcast. Yeah, I finally started watching The Bear. Like from season one? Season one, yeah. So I'm in treat. How many seasons are there currently? Yes, two, three. I can't remember. At least two. I know there's at least two, right? I've watched them all. Okay. Um, but this season definitely. I think no. This is the second season. Okay, we're the, in the second season. Okay, where okay. they're really going into character development now. Okay, so I'm in the first season. Okay, I'm like four to f- I think five episodes in. Mm, how and you feeling? Really liking it because so far you're just establishing storyline. You're getting a taste of the characters. So I love the main character, Jeremy something or other. Yeah. Can't remember his name. But he looks exactly like our technical director, Kevin, at Milwaukee Film. Jeremy Allen White. Yes. If you watch Shameless, he was Lip. Yes. The oldest brother on that show. Nicole's familiar with that and she keeps referencing it. Lip. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's great, handsome and quiet and brooding. Mm-hmm. And I like it. He looks, like I said, he looks just like Kevin, who I work with. He's our technical director. And I haven't told him that yet. He won't hear it because I don't think he listens to the show. What? I know. He's very brooding. Um, but I like him. I love the character that I can't remember his name either because I'm just starting it and I can't remember anything until I hear it a thousand times. The plays the guy who makes the desserts. Oh, yes. Just kind of discovering his passion for so pastry. sweet. Mm-hmm. And I have a guess about a romantic thing that's going to happen based on the first five episodes. But I won't say... And don't tell me because I, I think I see it coming. Um, but yeah, I really like it because every episode, you, the tension of their situation. I don't like all the screaming, but I get why. I mean, that's the bulk of it. Right. I whoever places not cousin, not cousin. Yes. I don't. I want him to go away, even mm-hmm. though I understand why he's in the show. He's a great actor doing a character I want to push down a well. Yes. And I love Oliver Platt. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited to see Oliver Platt's in it. Uh, but also I love that it's all based around all these great scenes of making delicious food and seeing people's reaction when they taste something new and all that yep. stuff. So I love that that's ingrained in all this chaos. You still have these beautiful things being made. And so I really, yeah, it's perfect for me. I'm so excited for you. It's so fun to hear you describing your first five episodes because I remember feeling the same way. I mean, we were on the same page for just about everything. Yeah. So I'm so excited to talk <laughs> yeah. to you after you get a chance to finish this season. Yeah. And then season two, really, there's no spoilers here. It just yeah. takes what happened in season one and kind of almost goes character by character, oh, episode by episode. And then you find yourself rooting for some people that maybe you weren't rooting for in season one yeah. and vice versa. But um, we compared this whole series to being like a Ted Lasso vibe, yeah. but not as sugary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I really yeah. think you're going to get excited oh, about how this good. develops. Have you gotten to the episode yet with the um, the ticket machine spitting out orders no. episode? Okay. The only thing I'm going to say about yes. that is I did not know this before I watched it. 
I believe it was a one-shot episode. Oh, or that's interesting. One shot or one camera. One shot, I think. Oh, wow. So I'm very excited to hear your take after that. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. That'll Each be, season God, has one episode of pure chaos. Yeah. You're going to love it. <laughs> I mean, they all feel very chaotic. Nice. That's great. Um, I have been starting the newest, or what I've been watching, the newest season of Reservation Dogs. This is one of those that you've mentioned to me several mm-hmm. times. A lot of people have mentioned. I've seen one episode and liked it about a year and a half ago. Yeah. And for some reason, just, is it on Hulu? I don't remember what we watch it on. I feel Prime. like I forget about Hulu a lot. And I don't go on there very often. Hulu doesn't forget about you, It Lou. doesn't, because that's where I'm watching The Bear now. So now I'm on there more. I probably will eventually get to Reservation Dogs, because I believe everyone's uh, suggestion. Yeah, it's really good. The new season <clears> also <throat> is kind of going a little bit, like, even further left of center with storytelling. It's very magical, and it brings in a lot of um, indigenous culture and history and sagas and stories yeah. and I very much love it. So everyone else that's watching it out there. Yeah. yeah. And this is the third? Yes. That's exciting. That's mm-hmm. so glad it's doing well. Yeah, it was very the first episode I saw was very funny. Um and I like the goat like the the ancestor character that comes to him. Oh my gosh. That one was He's really so good. Funny. That was really good. So I yeah, I need to dig back into it. Nice. You said goat too. Did you see the episode with the Oh, I thought goat lady. Did, I think I was about to say ghost. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, ghost isn't probably the right word, <laughs> but it's sort of like a spirit. spirit. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's like, your white man word <laughs> yeah, for I a native I pulled spirit. back. That's why you thought I said goat. I was like, goat. Um, <laughs> oh, not right. Well, now you know that there is a goat lady at some point. Oh, that's good. And that's all I'm going to say about that. That's perfect timing because I just went to the Ren Fair for the first time this weekend. Oh god, and I got to pet a goat. <gasps> And that's all I can remember. I Happiness really unlocked. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, thanks for listening to this week's episodes. It's a double bill of Cinnabuds. Yeah. Look what happens when we diverge. Yeah, you, you get, get more for your money. Two for the price of one, which, which is, is all free. free. <laughs> <laughs> you get what you pay for. That should be our tagline. Thanks so much for everybody listening. We want to thank our wonderful producer, Kim Shine. Yep. Thanks to Brett Newski for his super dope theme song. Yeah. And thanks to... Our sponsors. Associated Bank and Eyes Eyes on on the the Lake. Lake. I care and I wear where I'm on my way literally right after this to go get my new glasses. I can't wait. You're going to look extra handsome. Will it help you swim even better? I mean, I'm surprisingly aquatic (laughs) with or without them. (laughs) And we could not be doing this without uh, the wonderful support of our members, both at Radio Milwaukee and Milwaukee Film. Thank you so much for listening to Cinebuds. Uh, We will see you at the movies. See you then.